Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Welcome to it. It is Fat Pile Friday here on Chewing the Fat. You know, every week I talk about the fat pile getting fatter and fatter. You know, really the fat pile, not me. And, uh, well, and uh, I seriously, I, it's amazing to me how many stories we have every day, let alone every week, that I just can't get to. But when I start going through the stuff on my show sheet, it's just, there's so many great stories. Like this story that I'm going to start with today for you on Fat Pile Friday. Now, I'm going to need you to dry your eyes when we're done, okay? But we have the Emmys this weekend, which I am I know you're excited about. And oh, me too. Man, do I, I can't wait to see Cedric the Entertainer host the Emmys. But Jennifer Aniston, who, you know, should be there. She's in a show that's nominated for two or three Emmys. She's not going to be there. Uh, She told uh, her friend, Jimmy Kimmel, that uh, she can't. uh, After during the pandemic and being around people, she just, the Emmys she can't do. Aren't you at the Jimmy Kimmel show telling him this? Yeah, but... I know we're all vaccinated and friends, and I just, I can't do the Emmys. I just can't. We're baby steps, baby steps. It's been 18, 18 months since, well, you know, the outside, we'll say a couple of years, year and a half, couple of years of the pandemic and the lockdowns and the social distancing and the COVID-19 rules and regulations, requirements, mandates, whatever you want to call them. If you are still living in fear, oh my gosh, Jen, baby, you look great. Seriously, you do, but she is uh, out of control, man, out of control. You can quote me on that. Hey, (laughs) welcome to Chewing the Fat. Okay, so the first story, I got so many great stories today for you. I will I'll try to get to them for you. No, but this story, I just found that a bottle washed up after 37 years. A glass bottle released into the sea 37 years ago by high school students in Japan was found on the island of Hawaii. I didn't even make it here. It's in Japan. It runs into an island in the middle of the Pacific. It doesn't even make it here, you know, to the real United States. <laughs> so students of the Natural Science Club at the Chosi High School, it was Chosi, C-H-O-S-H-I, however they pronounce it, uh, high school, in, uh, it's in the eastern part over there, uh, released a bottle in 1984. 
as part of the project to investigate ocean currents. How's that investigation going? Are we still investigating it? Is this a bottle that was marked so we know exactly it took 37 years to get to one island in the middle of the Pacific? You'd think maybe. I mean, it'd be, it'd be something if one of these bottles washes up in, I don't know, Texas. It makes the rounds. It went all the way around, went all the way around and then back up through the Caribbean. Maybe it runs into, you know, it's found in Haiti. I'll give you, that's, that's something. But Hawaii? That's not. Sorry, no. According to this, though, 750 bottles have been placed into the ocean near this Japanese island in 1984 and 1985. Oh, okay. They haven't found one since 2002. All right. Where did that one wash up on? I washed up in Japan. I could have just been sitting there. We'll pretend we put it in the ocean and we'll find it. Okay, great. All right. So since 1985, the bottles released have been found in 17 places. One was found in the Philippines. One was found in China. And the west coast of the U.S. So one did make it to the real United States. The others just floated around and went backwards. What is that? I didn't even go out there. That's why I'm saying we need to get yourself a bottle. Write a letter in it that says, hey, F you. Japan, 1984 on it. <laughs> and say you found it, say, you know, off of Clearwater Beach in Florida. Now that's news. That's news. You'd be you get on the you would definitely get on the news for that. Be great. And you might actually get to say I heard it on the news. And I said it was ridiculous, man. I mean you wouldn't say it was That's ridiculous. it. You wouldn't say it was ridiculous though. <laughs> so bad. If you like Linda Hopkins finds the bottle or at least is told about the bottle, you may say what linda said i heard it on the news and i said it was ridiculous man that's it yeah you may uh, you may consider what linda said but it wouldn't be you'd be on the news and you'd be all the talk of the town finding a bottle thrown into the ocean from japan 37 years ago that says f you japan <laughs> love japan <laughs> you know you'd be in the news you would so I know you people are going, what are you talking about? The, Hawaii is the United States, and it's 4,000 miles from Japan to a Hawaii. So? That still didn't reach the real United States of America. Okay? They're lucky. Uh, you know, I, I love you, Hawaii. Okay, I do. Uh, you have, nobody loves Hawaii more than this show, Chewing the Fat. No one. Uh... And who's the only show and person that knew who your, you know, great star, what's her name again? Oh, yeah, Bette Midler knew that she was from there. Me, me, that's right, I knew it. I know that Don Ho is from there, rest his soul. But, because my mom's favorite song was 
Tiny Bubbles. Yeah, so I was forced to listen and love Tiny Bubbles for many years. Many, many years. So I still do. Anyway, I love Hawaii, but it's not the real United States. So we have the world looking for Gabby, and the f- story is, you know, fascinating, right? They were on traveling, and the boyfriend, and now he's not talking, and she's disappearing. Everybody thinks that she's, you know, the family obviously doesn't think that <laughs> she's left the earth. They don't want her to have left the earth, you know, by his hands. But it's looking like that actually happened, right? you know maybe we've watched too much tv but they still haven't find found her and they're searching for her well maybe they'll find other bodies while they're searching for her because i see where they were looking for someone at the grand canyon and they found somebody else they've been missing for six years so i mean maybe we'll find more bodies out there we have bodies buried all over this freaking country that's incredible to me every time we turn around well you know, we were out looking for this one guy, and then, oh, is that another body? It is. Now, it's believed to be this guy who was last seen in 2015 stepping off a shuttle bus at the park's south rim. And so the next time we find him is, uh, he's just out there in the Grand Canyon. We're looking for somebody else, but oh my gosh, that's him. Okay. So maybe, you know, maybe this is when they're out looking for Gabby, they'll find more, more bodies out there. That's what, sadly, that's the way I'm looking at that story. All right, we skip these stories every so often, and it kind of confuses me. I, I'm, you, you've beaten the man, and then you're going to give in. So an Australian man who has been a fugitive for nearly 30 years has not turned himself in. I mean, he was, he'd beaten the man. He'd been out there. He broke out, and they, they were done with him. But he turned himself in. So he spent 30 years on the run after allegedly using a hacksaw blade and bolt cutters to escape from prison. Okay. So he's good to go. The man escaped from a correctional center during uh, the night of July 31st, 1992. At the time, they looked for him and said, nah, we don't know where he is. I don't know where he is. We'll find him later. He'll, he'll turn up. And he did 30 years later. So apparently, well, he's surrendered now. I guess he's been, uh, you know, he's been working with, uh, uh, he's been working under, a, obviously, a different name. And uh, I guess since the pandemic and uh handyman odd jobs are kind of i mean if you're working handyman and odd jobs in australia work is kind of slow now they're not letting anybody out and about so they somebody saw him sleeping in the sand dunes guy doesn't even, even have a trailer or something in 30 years you're sleeping in the sand dunes so anyway he uh he decided that uh, since somebody's, you know, seeing him laying in the sand dunes, he's going to turn himself in. I don't understand. Now, he claims he broke out of jail and escaped because he, they were going to deport him back to Yugoslavia. And at the time, 
Yugoslavia was, you know, there was a little turmoil going on. They call it a civil war, whatever. And I'm sure it's fine now. <laughs> I'm sure there's nothing else happening in the Eastern Bloc. So he's good to go. But uh, so now I guess he goes back to Yugoslavia or they put him back in prison and say you have to spend a little bit of a little bit of time in Australian prison before we send you back to Yugoslavia. I I'm just I'm not sure what's going to happen to him. He's been charged with uh, I mean, that can't be right. They according to the story, he's now been arrested and charged with escape prisoner from lawful custody that can't be right if that's right just shut australia down right now i mean i've already shut hawaii down well i haven't shut them down i'm just telling them that you know be thankful we're we're saying you're part of the u.s you're (laughs) so many people in hawaii are so pissed at me right now let's talk about one of my other favorite states michigan my home state actually you know, you look at it when you hold up your hand. This is Michigan. Looks like a mitten. Anyway, I'm just helping you out. Just look. Just look at it. Of course, they can see me. If you're listening, watching live on the 17th of September, 2021, look at it. I'm holding up my right hand, and you see it, the palm. That's what Michigan looks like. Duh. And I was born and raised right here. All right? <laughs> and what we're talking about now is uh, in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, which is right about, not far, not far on the hand. Uh, it's almost like my finger would cover up where it's at. That's where Central Michigan University is. That's also where this uh, uh, Gaynard Elementary School is. It might be Gaynard. I don't know how you pronounce it there in Mount Pleasant. G-A-N-I-A-R-D. So, apparently, this man wants a million dollars from the school district wait what now usually i'm all for it if you can get money out of school districts you might that's all government money oh yeah it's tax dollars never mind Uh, i shouldn't be for it but i am i'm saying if you can get it get it you can quote me on that too if you can get it get it but this person the father of a seven-year-old girl is suing because his daughter got her hair cut by a teacher without his permission. And he's suing the school district and two staff members for a million dollars. Now, on the surface, you think, well, yeah, what the hell are the teachers doing? They shouldn't be cutting the kids' hair like that, especially without the parents' permission. Are there teachers asking parents for permission to cut the kids' hair? I find that one hard to believe, but they didn't this time however what happened was the daughter is coming home from school one day on the school bus and was i guess attacked or at least you know held i don't know what kind of fight happened or if it was for real and the daughter said sure go ahead cut it but one of the kids cuts this girl's hair and so she's she you know it's cut so the dad cuts it a little bit cuts the rest of it a little bit with a, another hairdresser to make it kind of you know he says asymmetrical to make the the different in length not look so bad i mean first of all 
first of all. Children, not adult hair, but children's hair grows back in a heartbeat. Uh, you can screw up a kid's haircut, and you know a month later it's fixed. It doesn't. It's no big deal. So the kid goes to school and comes home with the haircut again, and he thinks that oh, you were attacked again on the school bus. You're letting these kids cut your hair like that on the school bus. Nope, it was a teacher. The teacher was like, ooh, that uh, that needs a little help. <laughs> the teacher was just trying to be a helper and uh, make it look better. The dad uh, was not uh, was not happy. And uh, he cut her hair to even it out and didn't even ask for permission. Okay. So he wants a million dollars for that? Well, as well as violating the child's constitutional rights. Shut up. The lawsuit also alleges racial discrimination, ethnic intimidation, intentional infliction of emotional distress, and assault and battery. I will say I do like this guy's attorney. (laughs) That's, That's a good move right there. So, according to the suit, the district failed to properly train, monitor, direct, discipline, and supervise their employees and knew or should have known that the employees would engage in the complained behavior given the improper training, customs, procedures, and policies and the lack of discipline that existed for employees. Wow. All that? For the teacher cutting the kid's hair? That's incredible. But I would I say he settles for a couple hundred thousand. School district says, get out of here. There's a couple hundred thousand. We're sorry. And we'll train our teachers not to cut kids' hairs without asking permission. Wow. And we'll make sure that they're, we monitor, direct, discipline, and supervise our employees. And we'll make sure that they knew and know that uh, you are going to engage in the complained behavior. What? I don't. Wow. But if he gets a million bucks, man, we have got to talk about finding a way to make some extra cash. Because if this guy gets a million bucks because his kid got her hair cut, First, by a student or, or that we're, I guess we don't care about what happened to her on the bus. Oh, she was attacked on the bus. Ah, we don't care about that. She let that happen. It's okay. But now we're going to be angry at the teacher. And I can understand you being angry at the teacher for cutting your kid's hair. I get it. A million bucks, though? Man, if he gets that, we are going to file a lawsuit somewhere because I need a million bucks, too. I'm not kidding. And if anybody needs a haircut lady, it's me. I've just, I've let myself go to, well, just look. You can see for yourself. If you go to the heading under my crime stories, I have boy showed killing a family on social media. I don't know that I'll ever get to that story, but I mean, the guy had the the kid, and I think the kid ended up uh, committing suicide as well. Right, so he kills the whole family. 
just a horrible story. And he posted on social media the his followers alert the police. They find out where he is. They go to the trailer that he lives in. And he's in there. And then he commits suicide when the police are trying to take him in. That's incredibly sad. Uh, reputed New York mob boss arrested, charged with shaking down a labor union. Uh, you think? Um, <laughs> oh, man. The guy, the uh, the British guy that got busted in the Netherlands because they thought he was a reputed mafia boss from Italy. So he's eating dinner with his wife. And the police come in and arrest him. And they say, his wife says, what are you doing arresting my husband? We're here on vacation. And they say, well, he's so-and-so, this reputed mob boss from Italy. And she just starts laughing at the police. So the Dutch police say, well, we've got an agreement with the United Kingdom and or with Italy. And when they say that they want to arrest someone, we help them out. We get the warrant. We help them out, arrest the person. So once he starts, they start interviewing the guy, they realize he's got an English accent. He's got all the paperwork. They're there on vacation. They went to some special show there and decided to stay for a couple of days longer. So now he's been released. Took him three days to release the guy. Three days. It took him that long to actually put their tail between their legs and realize that they screwed up. And they still... He's still under fire because they haven't officially closed the case on that. So when asked, my favorite part of that story, speaking of lawsuits and uh, being worth the money, at the very end, they ask if he's going to sue for financial gain. What was the actual question? He was asked whether he would seek compensation. The uh, The answer was uh they will look into it. <laughs> so he's going to make a little bit of extra cash uh, on that. No problem. He's the one that should get the million bucks. Then we have, uh, I mean, we have so many great stories. A, a woman a woman finds a burglar napping in her bed when she comes home. A guy broke in, fell asleep on the bed. I mean, you got to find a place to sleep. Um we have, uh, oh, the, the guy that stole the boat, the sailboat. They think he's dead, too. So the Coast Guard sees, uh, they get a warning from a sailboat because there's a sailboat heading into Hurricane Larry. I think it was, I think it was Hurricane. Yeah, it was Hurricane Larry. You remember Larry. <laughs> Brought to you by me. Okay, so you remember Hurricane Larry. So... They call the guy and say, hey, uh, is your boat supposed to be out there headed toward the hurricane? And the guy goes, no, it's tied up at the club. I don't know what you're talking about. It's, it's all taken. No, no, it's not. So the wife goes down and checks it out. The boat's gone, stolen. Now they figure out who the, who the guy probably is. And they've, since the hurricane went through, and they they've just given up. We don't know where the boat is. We don't know where the guy is. It, maybe it'll show up. Maybe it won't. Oh, okay. So I'm sure that it couldn't have been an insurance scam from the guy. I'm sure it was completely coincidental. Right? Right. 
All right, that I mean I could go on. And then we have the the South Carolina case, the uh, the Murdaws. What uh, that case is unbelievable. So Alex Murdaugh has his wife and son murdered. He didn't have them murdered, or at least we don't know that he had him murdered. Uh, they do get murdered. They are murdered. The wife and son. He has another son. So then he is apparently addicted to opioids and losing his mind and stole some money from the law firm that his great-grandfather started. And so he says to himself, you know, I think what would work is I have a $10 million life insurance policy. So I'll hire this guy to kill me. And then my son, my only living son, will get the money. So he hires a guy, a former client, to come and follow him and shoot him alongside the road changing a tire. The guy shoots him but doesn't kill him. He's still alive. And so now it all comes out. That it was this he hired this he's he tried to ha- commit insurance fraud he's been addicted to drugs he stole money from the law firm we don't know who killed the wife and the other son because that son was on trial for drunk boating and had killed someone at the time that they were murdered so they think that the son got murdered because of that case and the mom was just collateral damage she was just there so we killed her then there was another murder three or four years ago up the road from their farm and i think the lady used to work at the at the house or whatever she was she had some arm's length relationship with the family and the mom of that lady has been saying all along that she wasn't hit by a car by it wasn't an accident it was she was beaten and murdered well now since all this has transpired the police are going you know we ought to look into that case again and take a look and see if that had anything to do with with these guys just a time to close up that family it's time to shut that family down just joking though i'm not i'm not part of the murdoff family and i don't want anything to do with it but incredible and now the guy says that he realizes that it was wrong and it was the addiction talking and was it was it All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. (sighs) So good. When you say to yourself, what movie needs to be remade? I mean, I want to see a movie so bad and they need to make a new one of. Which one comes to mind? right the bodyguard there you go i knew me too why i mean whitney houston and kevin costner were great and it was made what back in 1992 but warner brothers said that uh you know we're reimagining are you gonna do is that what that is reimagining we're reimagining of the romantic thriller is in development oh Okay, by uh, uh, it's going to be penned by American playwright Matthew Lopez. So it's going to be great. You remember Lopez? No, he won an award for the inheritance. You know the two-part drama about gay men in New York. 
a generation after the 80s AIDS epidemic that opened on Broadway in 2019. You remember that? It was huge. So his reimagining of The Bodyguard is going to be good. You can count on it. Okay, so this must have been what Chris Bench talked about from the Toy Hall of Fame yesterday. Uh, yesterday, I had a chance to talk to the Toy Hall of Fame, and they've you know, got new toys that you can vote on. You can go to, um, you know the website, museumofplay.org, duh. So you, uh, he talked about uh, the pinball auctions that were going on and how expensive they had gotten. Well, then I see the story last night about the pinball museum, the, I'm sorry, the Museum of Pinball that has closed up and they're auctioning off all these pinball machines that are going for you know, way too much money. and But the story about the Museum of Pinball, so it opened up in 2013, and it closed earlier this month, and apparently it was, you know, a tourist destination for pinball fans who could uh, play, and they'd pay, and they'd play, you know, all the hundreds of machines. It billed itself as the world's largest collection of pinball machines, and a Guinness World Record was set. There must, uh, for the most people playing pinball at once, <laughs> 331 players is the record. That's pretty strong. So the thing that strikes me weird about the Museum of Pinball is that it says here it was only open for nine days a year in pre-COVID times. But when it was open, it glowed like, well, an arcade in its neon-lit heyday. Now, there's no mention of how many pinball wizards were there. But you'd think perhaps it could still remain open had it opened up for more than nine days a year. I, so what, I don't understand I don't understand. We, we was in a warehouse in Banning, California. And who doesn't want to go to Banning, California? If you look at Banning on a map of California, it's right there. You can see, you see, this is California. If you turn your hand to the right, and you actually you should turn your hand yeah, like this, upside down, because you want Baja down here. And you look at California here, and Banning is right there. And you know, who doesn't want to go to Banning, California? However, I guess, you know, if you're a pinball wizard wannabe, you know that that's where the pinball warehouse is, right? The Museum of Pinball. But you'd think that it would want to be open more than nine days a year. Maybe it's just me. So earlier in the week, I talked about Amazon adding 125,000 delivery and warehouse worker jobs for the holiday season, and everyone's going to be paid $18 an hour. Incredible. And Amazon also plans on opening the 100 new logistics facilities, and that's going to be for the airport hubs and warehouses. And, I mean, those are at least, those are thousands of jobs there alone. It's amazing. I mean, so they remember what was the quote? Uh, one in 
every 153 workers in America are employed by Amazon? I mean, there's a reason Jeff Bezos is worth a couple of bucks. It's just a thought. But then I see a story where uh, Sam's Club says it's going to set its minimum wage at $15 an hour. I'm surprised they haven't done that already, really. That's kind of that's kind of weird. And I see where Kroger, CEO, you know him, you love him. I think it's a him. I can't remember. And he said the company is desperate to fill 20,000 jobs. 20,000 jobs at Kroger. Now, I drive by one of their distribution facilities, warehouses, uh, when I'm out and about. It's in my neighborhood, not far from my neighborhood. I mean, today's a big day. It's Friday. They're getting ready for the weekend at the warehouse. They have got semis backed up tractor to trailer along that road. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I was going to use the phrase nut to butt, but I didn't want to use that because they're cars and semis and so there isn't really a, well, with driver. Anyway, you know, you get the point. Well, I mean, they are backed up. It's amazing. And they still need 20,000 workers. Wow. Now, I realize that Kroger is talking about, oh, do you want me to use two plastic bags or not? Or they need one person to oversee the half a dozen self-checkout lanes. Everything okay? You need me to put the code in? Yeah, it says I've got to be 18. Do you need to see my ID? No. I mean, probably legally you do, but no. Some of those places, that takes me to like Walgreens. You know, this girl at Walgreens the other day really ticked me off. And it was just, I know that she was just doing her job. I know she was. I understand. But it's just frustrating because it makes things more difficult than they have to be. Okay? So, I'm buying a pack of cigarettes. Not for me. And don't look at me like that. They're not for me. So I'm I'm buying a pack of cigarettes. Now, the main counter is two people are there waiting to get checked out, right? So they've got that little middle counter. There's no cigarettes on that counter. There's just a checkout, right? So the girl says, I can take you right here. And I was like, well, all right, I need cigarettes. And, you know, she, they have to run around and they have to get them or the girl, the big counter has to bring them over. So it's really kind of, it's almost easier just to wait in line at the main counter. But so the girl says, oh, I can get them. What do you need? So I was like, well, I just need, I pointed to the ones I wanted and I, and I had my hand. I said, just give them to me. I'm right here. The girl's right here. I'll, I'll, you know, we're done. No, we can't give them to an impl- a customer to go. That's holding his hand out here. That's going to pay for him here. It's company policy. So, don't 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 just shrug your shoulders like oh so that's company policy oh oh it's company policy then we all have to live by it right oh okay when it would just be as simple just give me what i want i'll give it to this girl here she'll scan it and we're out of here but no you've got to wait until you finish with this lady then bring it all the way around because this girl has helped now helped somebody else so she can't come back around it's just Sorry, just got a little ticked off. And the the problem is, is that people are like you. They just shrug their shoulders like, well, that's company policy. And I'm there with my with my youngest son, who's, I mean, he's not a, I think, how old is he now? I don't know. And he's like, oh, dad, why are you getting so mad? And I'm like, because. 
It's just it shouldn't be that hard. It just shouldn't. All right, that took that. All right, I gotta take a breath for a second. All right, just play some kind of breathing music or something. So remember, remember the, uh, and I want to, I keep calling him Banks, Banks, now I can't even say his name, Banksy, Banksy is the artist, I keep calling it Bansky, Bansky is not correct, it's Banksy, okay, Bansky, right, what is it, it's Banksy, Banksy, Banksy is how you say his name. Why are you? I can't. I was, I'm not even going to do the freaking story anymore. It's the girl in the balloon painting that shredded, and they're going to put it up for auction again, and it's going to be worth a bunch of money. They're going to. Guy bought it for like a million four, and then it got shredded. And it, Bansky, no, Banksy, Banksy said. Yeah, that's what was supposed to happen, and nobody knew about it. So now the guy's putting it on tour, and he's going to put it up for auction. And they're saying it's going to go for like five to ten million. Incredible! That's a good investment for a couple of years. Yeah, one point four mil. I'd be, I'd donate one point four mil to get ten back in two years. You know, I'd do it with your money, but for sure, I would do it. So I'm not sure what to make of the Howard Stern, Joe Rogan, horse dewormer from Howard Stern calling uh, people who aren't vaccinated S-heads. I'm trying to be nice. You know, you know what word I'm talking about. And then he said that he took and then he takes another shot at Joe Rogan saying, uh, you know, taking horse dewormer from a doctor isn't for a cure. I mean, I, I thought Howard was at least a little bit smarter than that. Now, maybe he's just trying to start a war and get some, get some publicity. He claimed he was, you know, I was stunned over the slew of publicity over this, right? Uh, I haven't seen anything like this ever. Shut up, Howard. You forget your life? You're Howard Stern. Oh, I haven't seen anything like this ever. Really? Really, Howard? But uh, I, I just I don't understand what he's, what he's thinking about. He said, I heard Joe Rogan was saying, what are you busting my balls for? I took a horse dewormer and a doctor gave it to me. Well, a doctor would also give you a vaccine, so why take horse dewormer? Well, first of all, Howard, let's stop right there for just a moment, shall we? Um, a doctor won't give you the vaccine uh, because they made it impossible for doctors to give you the vaccine you could go to your doctor and have the doctor say you know you should get the vaccine but go to sam's club or walgreens yeah you could go to walgreens and oh, don't even get me back started on walgreens again man i'm already i was starting to breathe a little bit easier but now i have to mention them again and i like walgreens can't they just hand me the vaccine i mean i'm right here <laughs> Now, see, I would understand that. 
I would understand that. You know, really, all I want to talk about is company policies from businesses. It drives me insane. When I hear employees, sorry, company policy. And I know I've talked about this before. I know because it drives me insane. So as soon as I hear, oh, it's company policy, I'm supposed to say, oh, oh, okay, then I'll let you ram this rod up my rear end. No problem. That's company policy. Oh, okay. Go ahead then. Here, let me bend over. No. Just because it's company policy doesn't make it so. It does to me, Jeff. I work here and that's the way it is. Sorry. I could lose my job. Well, first of all, in today's world, you're not losing your job. You have to do a lot. They're hiring. People are hiring everywhere. Kroger's looking for 20,000 employees to stock shelves and pick. I see Walmart. I mean, I don't know what kind of place Walmart is to work for, but the neighborhood Walmart in my neighborhood, I do see them go through a number of employees. So, you know, the regular, the cashiers and uh, the, you know, counter people seem to be pretty stable, but the guys that get carts... And uh, you know who they go through a lot, which must be a crappy job, and I'm going to have to get my son a job there, is uh, the people who go through the aisles and pick out the orders for people that pick it up. Because that's the new job at the grocery stores. Kroger, I'm sure, is looking. That's probably a big chunk of their 20000 is the people that are going through shopping for you when you order online and you come to pick it up, which I don't mind, by the way. Except that it's frustrating when they don't have your product and they substitute. And then if you don't want the substitute, it's just, just let this hand it to me. Just hand it to me and let me hand it to the lady. I mean, it's frustrating. But I do like the process of not having to go in. If it's just a few things you just pull up, they bring it out to you and you're gone. I like that a lot. But those are the jobs. Now, I see those a number of people uh, different doing that. So I'm guessing after about a month of picking out other people's shopping lists, maybe you've had enough or you're not doing it fast enough. I don't know if they expect you to, you know, how long it's supposed to take you to do somebody else's shopping, but could be a, could be a time limit on that. (laughs) Like, uh, you're not done with that yet. It's only a $50 order. You're supposed to be done with that by now. And if you know where everything is in the store, Oh, my gosh. Get it done. Put it in the little blue box and go. But my point is, is they go through a number of employees. So I can understand. It's company policy. We've got to do it. It's company policy. We have to do it that way. You don't really have to do it that way. You don't really. Fine. 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 Be that way. Thanks for listening to Chewing the Company policy to end this way. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.